Hi, and welcome to the Fitness Fee podcast. Today, I have got special guest Suki with me from Suki Flora for Laura Fitness. <laughs> Suki for Laura Fitness. Yeah, <laughs> on Instagram, uh, who is also a fellow coach uh, who I met through AFM Business Mentorship. Um, and we are going to be talking all about calorie deficit. What is it? How does it affect you? And can it help you reach your goals? So I am going to let Suki give us a little introduction about who she is and what she does. And then we're going to get started. Hi, so um, I'm Suki and I'm an online coach and work a very similar way to feet as well. So we kind of have similar um sort of uh what's the word i'm looking for similar sort of outtake on how we view fitness and lifestyle diet exercise so um i'm an online coach and um yeah um i don't know really what more i can say <laughs> um, so i work mainly with women but i do have worked with men as well but majority of the clients I work with are women who struggle with fat loss and have tried various diets over the years have maybe seen results and then sort of found the weight come back come back on again and they've sort of ended up in this yo-yo yo-yo cycle so my job is to help these women and men I'm not discriminating here and men um, (laughs) sort of find a way of dieting that actually works for their lifestyle yeah cool all right so we are kind of like we're on the same sort of web wavelength for clients okay so we're going to be talking calorie deficit i have to strip off my top it is like roasting in this conservatory i'm like boiling now um <laughs> right shall do you want us to get, give us a quick outline as to what a calorie deficit is for everybody out there especially the ones who have no idea what you're talking about I think everybody knows that simple term of you know calories in calories out you know eat less move more but it's not as simple as that so just uh just a um, simple way of just explaining what a calorie deficit is you're eating less calories than you're burning than you're sort of expending so if for example you were eating 2,000 calories a day but you were burning 2,500 calories a day that would put you in a deficit but it's not always as easy or you know as black and white as you know like I said calories in versus calories out so there are other factors that you need to take into consideration okay yeah cool all right I'm just going to explain for those people out there that might even not know what a calorie is because there might be some people out there that it's the amount of energy that is of an item food or a drink item um and it's how that energy is provided us with fuel for our bodies to do absolutely everything, including uh, breathing, digestion of food, all those normal bodily functions, as well as the other stuff on top that we do, like exercise, general activities uh, and everything else. So that's what your calories are. Um, and also the... A lot of people might have heard of things like macros um, and what those are. So they're made up of three primary sources in our diet. Some of them, most people will have heard of fats, carbs, and proteins. 
Okay. And each of these have different calories per gram, which can make a difference, as we know, we know, and you might not know, um, on the amount that you consume in a day, which would obviously lead to whether you're in a deficit, if you're maintaining, or if you're eating in a surplus. Yeah. Yeah. And also another one, although it's not a macronutrient like alcohol, there's oh, still yeah. calories in alcohol as well that people sometimes don't take yeah. into account. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so you've got protein, which is one of the most important ones that we've got macronutrient, uh, which is four calories per gram of protein in weight. Carbs is also four calories per gram and fat is nine calories per gram. And then you briefly just mentioned alcohol, which actually comes in at seven calories per gram, which also needs to be taken into consideration, whatever your goal is. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also like there's that the thermic effect of food as well. So like if you if you're eating quite a lot of protein, your body will use up more calories digesting protein than it will fats and carbs yeah definitely yeah yeah that's why people say well why is protein more important than anything because it helps you if you're dieting it can help you feel fuller for longer uh and like you say the thermic effect of it which is if you might see it is tef um is about 20 20 to 35 percent which is it's not really a lot in the grand scheme of things but that's why it's really important because it takes up a little bit more energy to digest it and absorb it and your body to dispose of it as well. Um, So that is definitely something to bear in mind, which is why most of us tend to eat not nowhere near enough protein in our diet. So just increasing the amount of protein can help you stay in your calorie deficit because you'll feel fuller for longer um and help you get the results that you want yeah and also like there's this like idea that people have that the more exercise they do the more calories they'll burn but that's just not the case it's such a small part of how how many calories you burn overall like you know the there's that some people might not have seen it but if you sort of view it as like a pyramid so at the bottom you've got your bmr which is your, your basic calorie needs and this is where you will burn the majority of your calories and then as you move up you start burning less and less but after your bmr you've got your neat which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis so this is everything outside of exercise and this is what most people completely underrate like walking just moving fidgeting yeah. like all these activities add up and burn calories and this is where I think a lot of people don't focus enough energy on like they 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 prioritize exercise as a means to burn calories rather than using something like NEAT which will actually allow you to burn more calories and possibly create a bigger deficit yeah definitely I'm like 100% I mean some people when you they come to you and especially Obviously, the level of coaching that I do it with uh, JSA, um, you know, most people, if they think, right, I need to need to burn more calories, so I'm going to try and squeeze in another gym session. And I'm like, well, actually, why don't you try and increase your steps 
over a week's period like and make it more manageable rather than trying to squeeze another hour's session in somewhere which actually is probably going to have a very very small impact on what you're trying to achieve if you want to stay in a calorie deficit and manage your life around your expectations and trying to fit everything else in like in a normal balanced way you're probably better off just trying to do that little bit extra every day like like you say increasing the need and it's like way underestimated totally completely and also with exercise the amount of calories you actually burn during a workout a lot of people would be surprised I mean some people think after they've done a spin class that they've burnt six to eight hundred calories and they haven't like no. that is like fit fitbits or garments or whatever trackers you use it's just a guesstimate and like I could be wearing the same watch as you we could work to the same intensity like exactly the same as each other but we'd have we'd burn completely different a, a completely different amount of calories yeah so they're just not accurate and you know, with my clients, I'm always telling them, just don't don't bother even looking at the calorie count because you might as well just pick a number out of thin air. Yeah, yeah, they are. I think people underestimate how inaccurate they are and that they are all as much as inaccurate as the other ones. Yeah. Uh, they are just a guide. Okay, I know like what can be measured can be measured, which is, you know, it's a great if you're going to use that as a form of measuring how hard you're working each workout that's fair enough but don't use it to count your calories and think okay well I've burnt off 600 calories so now I can eat those calories back again because yeah. it doesn't work like that okay when you when you're working out your your calorie deficit even that even all the online calculators that you have whether you use you know like like the ones that you make up I mean I use an average of like five different calculators because there's so many different ones if you go and google it online like how to work out your uh, calorie deficit or how to work out your your uh, maintenance calories um there's so many different versions and some of them were like created in the 60s and 70s i know a lot of them have been updated but they're still all wildly different yeah. so even those just use it as an estimate use it as a baseline and see how your body reacts. I mean, you will know over a period of time, give yourself, I don't know, four to six weeks of doing the same thing consistently as to see like, are you in a deficit or not? So are you pretty much maintaining? Then you're probably eating the same amount as you're burning. Are you putting on weight? You're eating more than you're burning. Are you losing weight? You're in a deficit. It might only be a small deficit, but you're you're making it manageable and you know that you're heading in the right direction. Yeah. That's the thing. Like that, that's the simple thing about the energy balance. So it's sort of you eat the same amount of calories as you burn, you maintain your weight, and you know, you go above and eat more than what you burn, you put on weight, and then the, the deficit is anything below your TDE, isn't it? So TDE. Um, it doesn't matter if even if you're like a five percent in a deficit, you will still lose fat. And, you know, sometimes people give themselves really big deficits and they just struggle to stick to, to them for the long term. Like, yeah, you might be able to diet really harshly and aggressively for two to three weeks, but it's not something that's going to be sustainable because you will just end up going the other way and just be ravenous all the time. And you just you'll just want to pig out and just especially if you're if you're giving yourself a really big deficit, there's only so many foods that you'll be allowed you know 
to be able to meet your calorie requirements without going over. So you're kind of limited with, say, if you're on 1400 calories, well, you want to try and include as many wholesome foods as you can. So you don't really have much room for things like, you know, chocolate or cakes or, you know, nights out if you really want to stick to your deficit. So sometimes it's just better to have a smaller deficit and be able to sort of live your life as well and be able to enjoy the foods that you enjoy. Yeah, I definitely think like, because people tend to think, well, what's the quickest and the fastest way that I can lose the weight, which is all very well, but the way that that's going to happen is in in an unsustainable way. Like you say, they're going to be on in a massive deficit or as big a deficit as they can get. They're probably going to be very miserable, tired, hungry. And like you say, it's not going to be sustained for long. And there will come a point, probably a lot sooner than they think, where they're going to crash and burn and just give in to everything because they can't handle the fact that they're, you know, they're not allowing themselves something that they enjoy to eat because they've restricted everything so much. They've cut out everything to get quick, fast results. So then, you know, although you may lose seven pounds in seven days, most of it will be water and then you'll probably end up putting it all back on and more because you'll just go and eat absolutely everything which will probably be carb loaded so you'll end up like gaining yeah. all the water back again and then you become in this vicious cycle of okay oh I've got to go and do it again and I've put that weight back on and like another two pounds so I'm going to do it again and it's miserable yeah and the other thing is when you are on say super low calories and you're in a really big deficit it you'll find that you end up moving less so you then end up burning less calories so not only are you starving but you're not actually burning as many calories as you think so you just create this big deficit and then you're hangry and yeah you're just not burning as much so you're better off just eating that little bit more having that like drive to then want to do more and move more and then create a bigger deficit that way rather than cutting back calories to create a bigger bigger deficit because yeah it doesn't always work yeah people underestimate like the the type of food that you should be eating in like when you're trying to stay in a deficit now you know there are times when if you're like my like myself like you tend to be on the lower range in the weight range like you're smaller petite so therefore you don't need to eat as much as an average joe blogs you don't need 2000 calories a day you need less uh so it can become difficult when you want to get into a deficit because your calories are lower but making good choices with the foods that you are choosing to eat so that they are you know high in volume um that you know you're getting your protein you're thinking about what you can eat so if you have if you've got like a burger that's like 800 calories from mcdonald's or whatever and then you've got all these other foods that you could have you know salad and chicken and um lots of volume foods that's going to fill you up for way longer than what a mcdonald's burger is because i can guarantee you eat it and within two hours less than that probably you'll be hungry again because it's not actually the food that you've ate isn't nutritious and it hasn't filled you up i mean if that's your choice that's fine, but you just have to be aware of the consequences as well when you're on lower calories, say if you're around the like 1500 mark, because it does it does make a difference as to what you're choosing to eat. Things like liquid calories. I mean, somebody, one of my clients said to me today that they'd, just by cutting out their morning coffee and, and like tweaking their breakfast a little bit, 
they'd managed to save 350 calories. And she said, and it, to be honest, she said, I don't actually miss it. She said, but I can use those calories later on in the day when yeah. I feel more hungry. She said, and then I'm not going over every single day. Uh, and it's just those, those little things. And I think being prepared and planning can take a whole different ball game. And I think that is another thing that un- people underestimate. They, they try to wing it, get to lunchtime, think, oh my God, I've absolutely ruined everything. I've had, you know, uh, I don't know, pret manger croissant or everything. And, uh, you know, and it's all gone out the window. I might as well just like not bother tracking for the rest of the day. I'm not going to care what I'm going to eat. I'm just going to eat everything. And then they're back in that. And then it's like, I'm going to start again tomorrow. And then they're back in that vicious circle again. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like, I always find that like, it's not very often that, that I'll have like a McDonald's or something like that. But I do find when I have had one, I am hungry an hour later. Yeah. Like, it, it just doesn't like it doesn't quite hit the spot. And then you kind of feel really full after you've eaten one. But then really quickly, you are hungry again because you just haven't got that. Like, yeah, all those nutritious foods in there. Like, you could still have a burger, but, you know, if you had, like, added, like, vegetables and a big salad to it, not not a burger came on, because that would be a bit weird if you just like, <laughs> had, a, had a nice burger, Big Mac, and then that had a half, half a plate of salad. But, you know, if you were to make a homemade burger and, you know, you use good quality meat, and like just you know yeah, I think that, like, like, yeah like doing your own home ones yeah. I mean, it's probably going to taste like a million times better. better than a mcdonald's burger i mean I and know it wouldn't feel itchy for, afterwards yeah they're great for convenience but it, it is one of those things where you do it and i mean even the the a very very rare occasions i don't can't really remember the last time i had a mcdonald's because i, I know like, the only time i do is when i'm when I've got a hangover oh I just don't enjoy them and I just know like I know exactly how I'm going to feel is that I'm going to be hungry and I'm going to be thinking I really wish I hadn't wasted those calories on that I could have like used them on something that is going to taste nice and fill me up as well yeah that's the other thing it's like I was just saying about how I only have sort of foods like that when I'm really hungover but they're the other times where you tend to make really poor decisions as well. Like it's not just the the night out and having a hangover. It's like those poor decisions you make the next day. Like you yeah. end up moving less. You end up wanting say more carbs. You just you kind of want to just veg out a lot more and just yeah. You end up like one night like isn't just one night out and going over on calories. It ends up being sort of at least two or three days. Oh like, well, yeah, definitely. Especially if you're like me, I'm a light right lightweight I cannot handle my dread we went out the other week after the photo shoot that I did and I wasn't drunk but I was like I was I definitely had way more to drink than I normally do even though I was drinking water in between each one but I tell you three days I didn't feel normal I was just like just felt awful I just uh yeah it does get worse as you get older, regardless of what you think when you're in your 20s and 30s. And you're I like... know. I can't <laughs> believe I used to sort of stay out till four or five in the morning and then do it again that following night. Now I'm in my 40s. It's not going to happen. <laughs> like, I'm happy to go to bed at 10. Yeah, I, I can't handle nights out because everyone's just getting ready to go out and I'm like, OK, I'm off to bed now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I always promise I'd never be like that. And then it's just 
it's just happened <laughs> yeah so prepare yourself for it if you're listening to this and you're in your 20s or 30s because it's gonna come and it's gonna happen yeah um so yeah so definitely the quality of food makes a difference um and another thing to remember as well is um i, I do see quite often is um i come across this quite a bit in jsa again is when people are set calories and they're like there is no way on earth that i can eat that eat that amount of calories and their calories are set for like i don't know say just for instance two thousand calories uh they've got weight to lose and obviously it, it has been worked out by an online calculator which again is an estimate but you know it's it's a ballpark figure to start with yeah and you're like okay so why do you think that you can eat two thousand calories okay because the one question I want to ask the people is you you got you're in your this position now where you are holding or you're, you've gained fat, which was has obviously come from eating more than you've um, expended with your energy. So you've, you've been eating in a surplus, which means that they were probably eating 500 plus calories more than that on a regular basis. And now you're telling them they need to cut the calories by two to 300, uh, two to 300 calories. And they're saying, I can't eat 2000 calories. Yeah. Um, I think people get into this mentality when they're in a deficit or when they're trying to lose fat that they have to eat. The foods they have to eat have to be diet foods. So non-fat, low fat, everything, you know, cut out all the carbs, just survive on lettuce leaves and, and like you know so that they are restricting themselves for some reason they think that they have to only eat a thousand calories um and that then becomes like we said doesn't isn't sustainable in the long run so i think again they people need to think about planning out their days that i mean two thousand calories isn't a lot if you actually sit down and work out if you allocate yourself okay i'm gonna have like 500 calories for my breakfast, maybe 600 calories for my lunch. And then that leaves enough for your dinner to have an evening meal with the family yeah. at maybe 800 calories. And then you've got some leftover for snacks. And when you break it down like that, I think it's easier for people to see how manageable it can be. And it, yeah. it doesn't have to be quite as hard as people make out to, for it to be. Yeah. And like you said, like people are so scared when you give them their calorie target and they think oh no I can't eat that much because I'll definitely gain weight if I eat that many calories like 2,000 calories but like you said you've probably been eating more than 2,000 calories you know prior to be given this figure and you just like I think maybe like not understanding how many calories are in certain foods as well so sometimes people think people say I don't actually eat that much like you know I, I don't eat breakfast and then I'll just have my lunch and I normally have a salad and then I'll just have my main meal and that's it. So I don't actually eat much. So I don't really understand why I'm not losing weight. But sometimes I don't consider all the little things that they have, like you said, like the coffees on the way to work, like the biscuit at 11Zs and all that. You know, you've stopped off at Costa on your lunch break and picked up a slice of cake as well. Yeah. Like little things like that, or, you know, just eating off, like finishing off the kids' leftovers and like snacking while you're cooking the dinner it's all those little things that add up so sometimes when people say oh I only have you know yeah. two deals a day and I just don't understand why I'm losing weight it's like because it's not that they're doing it on purpose that they're consciously like not thinking about those foods that they're eating they just don't realize that like everything has calories like it, like all your liquid calories like even switching from full fat coke 
to diet coke like just little things like that yeah. can make all the difference and like with alcohol say switching from like gin and tonic to a slim line instead there's just like little hacks that you wouldn't even notice that you're you know making changes there you wouldn't really know notice the difference in taste with a full fat tonic to a slimline tonic or not really no I mean it's just yeah it's like you say it's little little thing I mean like most people don't realize that you know if you're take things like takeaways and eating out I mean you can search on my fitness pal for it and you will always find one that's like ridiculously low calories <laughs> you go I'll just yeah. take that one because it says it's only 300 calories but you're just fooling yourself really but you can eat out in a restaurant or have a takeaway, Chinese takeaway, curry takeaway, whatever, pizza, without it being a minimum of at least a thousand calories. And I mean, mm. if you think otherwise, then you're just fooling yourself. You can't do it just purely because of the foods that are like they cook it in, the, the yeah. oils and stuff. And yes, I know now they've changed the law, haven't they? So most places have like the calories on there, but, and there are, lighter options as they call it where you know there might be meals for like five six seven hundred calories but it's something that people totally underestimate if you're having two three takeaways maybe a week yeah because it's easy for convenience it all adds up like you say they're thinking well I don't actually eat that much when you're like okay but you're maybe you're just eating just over maintenance over a week's period so it doesn't actually feel like you're you know going like gorging on pizzas every day or whatever I said but yeah. you're all that those little things like you say add up where it means they're not getting the results that they want to get at all and they can't yeah. understand why because they think well I'm I'm trying really hard I'm going to the gym three times a week and, and nothing's happening scales aren't moving it's that all or nothing mentality as well isn't it like a lot of people Monday to through to like Friday let's say Friday lunchtime up until then really good it's like I've tracked all my calories I've been you know eating in a deficit and then they go the other way and then decide right I'm not going to log my weekend and yeah. they're the they're the days that need tracking like like you're probably okay not tracking Monday through to fr Friday and you know because you tend to have a bit more routine more structure you've got less social social events during the week and you know food you have you're not preoccupied with food and drink during the week so it's easier not to track during the week and if you're going to track you're probably better off tracking over yeah. the weekends or on your higher calorie days yeah, and then yeah. you're not then you're not always thinking about logging all your meals because that can just become like really mundane like oh right okay like whether you use my fitness pal or nutrition yeah. and it's sort of, it does sort of like it does get frustrating just like right before you eat right I've got to log this but if your weekdays are generally the same like you eat similar similar sorts of breakfast lunch dinners then you're probably okay not to track during the week even if you're you are going slightly over it's those weekends like you know you don't have to track but it's just an easy tool to use just to gauge how many calories you're actually consuming and i think a real eye-opener eye is if people actually track their weekends as opposed to just monday yeah that's a really good tip actually i've never thought about doing it that way yeah that is good yeah because like you say most people like they don't bother tracking because they, the, the easiest excuse for them is, well, it's too hard to track when I'm eating out. And, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, it is harder. It's not impossible. 
you can definitely do it even if you overestimate is better than underestimating and is way better than not tracking at all um so yeah that's really that's a really good good uh tip that i think like you know t- tracking isn't for everybody but i do think everybody should do it even if they just do it for seven days um just because people are just not aware of the nutritional values in the foods that they eat um, yeah. and it can be a massive eye-opener the things that people deem as like healthy and good for you i don't eat any bad foods i mean no food is bad for you but things that people assume you know are better for them might not necessarily be getting them where they want to be because it might yeah. just they have like way more calories than they ever estimated i mean the liquid ones without a doubt i mean some of them yeah. if you actually go on to costa website um i think i've got one of i think i've got a costa um download which is their menu um, yeah and if you actually look at some of the calories in some of their drinks they are like jaw dropping yeah I mean, some of them especially the ones with like whipped cream and yeah. stuff they're like some of them are nearly a thousand calories if, if you Ridiculous. go for the bigger sizes and i'm just like oh my god and if you like... had that with a size of the cake as like you know you just grab that on yeah. your way say on your on your lunch break or something and then you've gone back to your desk to have your lunch as well like that that drink you wouldn't like if you had say a 600 calorie drink you wouldn't think of that as a meal but that is actually a meal that is yeah. like a whole big you know plate of food but you wouldn't actually register that no. as a meal no and, and most people don't even think about tracking drinks no no so yeah it, it is definitely the you know it's a good idea to use like NutriCheck or my fitness power i mean my, my, i know you can get a seven day trial i think on NutriCheck, can't you just, yeah, just well, to you- I really struggle. I, I really struggle with um, MFP just because there's just like anybody can just add their own mm. um, sort of meal in there, yeah. can't they? And just I remember. I mean, I haven't tracked for years, but I remember when I was tracking MFP, I put um, some Galaxy in, and it said it had like seventy grams of protein for one square. And I was thinking, well, I could just eat the whole bar and hit my protein target. There's things in there that you just know. You you do definitely have to be. I think with my fitness pal, it's one of those things that you do have to like kind of double check. I mean, I've been using it on and off for for years now. Um, So you kind of do get to know what's right. And then the easiest way is to look at the back of the packet and look at what it's like. Then if you know, you kind of get to know whether it's like off or not. I mean, the easiest thing is if you're good at maths, I'm not. It's yeah. like, think about the calories, okay? So if you can work it out, the calories and like the four four calories of protein and carbs uh, times a gram and then nine for fats is a gram, you can you can work out the maths and you can go, well, actually that's like way off because that's not right, doesn't the calories and like what the macros are don't add up. So, yeah. it, you know, if you're good at doing simple maths, that is another good way of checking. Um, the, so, the ticks on MFP, they're not always accurate either. Like, I think sometimes people think, oh, because it's got a tick, that must oh, be. Oh, the accurate. green tick but, things. Yeah. yeah. But it's just that all the all the data's been put in and, and yeah. it obviously gets a tick. But yeah, I, I find that Newt checks just, you know, it's, it's better, I think, for the UK market, particularly because yeah. you could, like, say, put 
the Tesco chicken breast and it will come up with a picture of, you know, the packaging. I, I've never what... used it, actually, but I know a lot of um, a lot of JSA members use NutraTrain, but you have to pay for that service, though, don't it's you? It's only like £3.99 for the year. Oh, I is think. it? Oh, right, okay. Yeah, it's really cheap. Um, and then I think if you pay up, yeah, I, I think I, I think there was a discount when I got it, but um, oh, okay. yeah, it's something that I've just had rolling, even though I don't use it anymore. But it's yeah. sometimes good just to check. Um, but I do. Yeah, find well, it's it, good, you know, whatever tracking because I think Fitbit, yeah. you can do it on Fitbit as well. I think um, I've never used it on there. Yeah, you. I think that's it's not as accurate, but I think it's you know it's pretty good if if that's all you've got. Um, the thing is, tracking calories is never going to be a hundred percent accurate because no. you've got because you've always got that twenty percent variance of uh, the labels as well. Yeah. So if something says it's five hundred calories, well, it could be twenty percent, like more, more, more or less. Or less. Yeah. So and that, well, that's another thing that a lot of people don't uh, don't know about as well is the fact that um, the nutritional value that you see on food packets by law they can be twenty percent out. In like how accurate they are, so they like you just said they can be twenty percent under, they could be like one hundred percent correct, or they could be twenty percent over. So yeah, that that is another thing that obviously a lot of people are like, wow, that's a it is quite a big leeway that like food companies are given, and that's law by I don't know if it is anywhere else, but that's what it is in the UK. Yeah, so it it, it could be really disheartening if say somebody is tracking literally down to every single gram that they're eating and then still not seeing seeing results yeah and that's why it it's better to sort of like make your own meals because you know exactly what's going in there and I'm all up for convenience there's nothing wrong with having convenience foods because there's some really really good meals that you can get these days like have you come across those um bowl um little pots they do sort of like noodles in there they're um they're vegetarian I think they're vegan as well and I me not being vegetarian I'll always add like an extra source of protein to them so I'll add some chicken or turkey or something but they're really good and they've got they're packed full of veg and they're just a really convenient quick like I tend to have yeah. them for lunches like and yeah like there's so many not really good convenience foods now I think that's Sainsbury's do a goodness range and like you know Tesco do uh, like healthier ranges as well I can't remember the name of the last one I got from there but yeah there's so many yeah good convenient foods out there now convenience doesn't mean that it has to be sort of like something really like calorie dense or unhealthy uh or you know you can get some good quick go-to meals now and like it's amazing because you know years ago you wouldn't have been able to do that like it would you would have been really limited in choice but I think now a lot of the food companies have sort of, you know, realised people are trying to change their habits and like, you know, change their lifestyle and make better choices. So there is a lot more out there now, where, yeah, which you know, would, would align with people's goals a, a little bit better. Yeah, definitely with the convenience foods. I think uh, there's ways to make it easier um, than it than it needs to be. No, is that right? Yeah, don't make it harder than it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely, you know, it is it being in a deficit can be really hard because you have to think about how to do it in a balanced way, but there are easier ways of doing it. And like you say, you know, there's nothing wrong with using convenience foods and you can add to them, like you said, you know, I, I get them sometimes just to have in the freezer, just for when you haven't, you know, when you've not, you know you're busy, you're just gonna grab something. Just shove extra vegetables or extra protein with it. It makes it 
much yeah. easier and just like takes away that that brain power of thinking oh god what am I going to make I've got to make a meal yeah. from scratch and it's going to take me like 45 minutes and I can't be bothered so I'm just going to order a takeaway instead yeah no it does like, having just a few meals prepped in the freezer definitely takes away that decision fatigue like you know it's like it's like when you sort of decide like well, I'm going to do my gym sessions on Monday Wednesday Friday you've already put it in you don't need to then think about it you're just yeah. going to do it it's like scheduling in a meeting like you're going to stick to that you're going to turn yeah. up to that meeting you're not just going to not bother so like making your life easier by committing to, to things that you're going to do on a daily basis a weekly basis and sticking to them you just you don't then need to think about whether you're going to do them or not you just okay. can't do them yeah definitely so if we just like recap over like we've obviously spoken about what a calorie deficit is what calories are even um and like our energy expenditure, things that we can do to make life a little bit easier for ourselves when we, if like calorie deficit is what we want, because ultimately if you want to lose fat, that is what you need to be in to do that. You know, how big the deficit is will probably depend on your maintenance calories, you know, how low you want to go and how sustainable you want to. I mean, ideally you want to make it so that you can have a balanced life and enjoy the process as well yeah because the thing is you lose too quickly and you'll sort of you know go sort of trip yourself over but then equally if you're losing too slowly you might struggle with adhering to it because you're just not seeing progress quick enough like there is like a little sweet spot but you, everybody's different so you can't say right this is what you should be on it's like you need to sort of play around with the calories see what fits in with your lifestyle like if you for example, go away for work quite a lot and you have to eat out a very, you know, a smaller deficit might be better for when you're away. But then when you're back home and you have a regular routine, you could probably change the deficit. So you don't have to stick to the same calories all the time. You can sort of up them at times when, you know, you've got lots going on, say lots of social events or you've got a holiday coming up, like bumping yourself up to maintenance, maybe. You just don't have to be in a fat loss phase. 365 days yeah. of the year you can sort of you know play around play around with it so work like it has to work with your lifestyle yeah definitely I think as well taking a lot of people don't don't take a break from being in a deficit as well you know yeah you're, you need you definitely need to have like diet breaks um because that that definitely helps you on the mental side of it as well I just think you know being in a constant diet it's uh it's really like what's the word um draining as well and exhausting just uh, you know on on your mind as well as on your body i know she's just been scratched at the door so just had to let her back in again oh she's doing for a dog oh it's adorable (laughs) mine's fast asleep on the sofa sunning himself it is like roasting in this conservatory It's cold in our house. Oh no, it's boiling. Well, it's probably cold in the rest of the house, but it's boiling out the back here. Um, okay, well, that was I think uh, people will hopefully get quite a lot of tips from that. If they didn't understand what a uh calorie deficit was, let's hope that they do now. Um uh so if you just remind us, Suki, where can people find you if they want to give you a bit of a follow? So if they want to give me a follow, I'm on Instagram and it's Suki Flora Fitness. And if they want to send me an email, it's suki at sukiflorafitness.com. 
Cool. I shall uh, tag you in the podcast uh, on the info at the bottom and I will tag you on Instagram as well. Um, yeah, so thank you very much for coming on today. It's been great having a chat with you. Thank you for having me. We were supposed to do a live, but I'm banned. Um, we, did, we were, we were. This has been um, coming for a while. Um, I'm banned from doing lives at the minute. So um, <laughs> when Suki's allowed to be live on fit, on Insta again, maybe we'll do one then. It's been 10 days. I don't know why I'm still banned. You've been a bad girl. <laughs> if you want to know why, just drop me a message and I'll let you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's not that bad actually. Okay, see you soon. Bye. Bye.